we're back into ordinary time. Although it's a quick ordinary time because in about a month we'll be entering into the season of Lent. This year, by the way, people are starting to catch on that Ash Wednesday is the same day as Valentine's Day this year. I've already been asked, can I have my ashes in the shape of a heart? <laughs> I said, no, you'll get them in a black dot. No, uh, <laughs> it was a little kid, so I said it more politely than that. No, sorry, go do a little cross instead. But know that Jesus will heart you with a cross. So there you go. But I share that because this is the time to prepare ourselves for Lent. And one of the reasons why oftentimes we struggle with Lent and why we find ourselves going through Lent and kind of failing on the stuff that we said we're going to do is because we don't take time to prepare ourselves. So over these next weeks before Lent, our homily series is on the theme of discipline, on-ramp to Lent, and taking these weeks as a time to prepare ourselves. And on this first week of this series, we're especially focusing on the need for awareness. The first step, if we want to prepare ourselves for Lent, is to become more aware. Now, what is it we're seeking to become more aware of? We're seeking to become more aware of where do we need to be saved? What is that thing in our lives that most needs to change? That's actually the starting point when you want to prepare for what's called the Lenten discipline, or what are the things we want to do differently during the season of Lent. The challenge and the mistake that most of us make is we try to do too much during Lent. My invitation is focus on one thing. If you do one thing during, well, the first half of Lent, then you can add more. But what most of us end up do is cutting stuff because we took on more than we could chew. We bite off more than we can chew. So what we need to become aware of, what's the one thing that keeps us most from God? What's that one thing that if we died today and we left this life would be the thing that we would regret the most about what we're doing, how we're acting, etc.? What's that one thing? So becoming aware of that is the first step to prepare for Lent. Because once we become aware of what that one thing is, we then can start to focus on what do we need to give up? What prayers do we need to do? What are the other things that will help us to change and make a difference with that one thing? But what is it that most people give up during Lent? chocolate. And I laugh. Matthew Kelly, by the way, has a theme on Dynamic Catholic where he says, don't give up chocolate for Lent. And I agree with him. Because let's be honest, I don't think that anyone in this church, someone would say about you, oh yeah, the worst thing about so-and-so is that they're a chocoholic. Can't control that chocolate. Absolute worst vice that that person has. Right? Now, if it truly is your worst vice, by all means, give it up during Lent, okay? But probably people would say, well, so-and-so gets mad really quickly. They go off the handle. I wish that they could grow in patience. Or, 
hmm, so-and-so, maybe they could grow in humility. Or maybe they could be more generous and less focused on themselves. Or maybe, like Father Charlie, they need to give up Dr. Pepper because they're a Dr. Pepper-holic, okay? That's the kind of stuff we should be coming aware of. And if you don't know what your worst vice is or what needs to change the most, ask the people around you. <laughs> if we invite the people around us to offer that, most people aren't going to straight out and come out and say, hey, you need to change this. There are a few that will tell us that, right? But most people won't. But if we give an opening to them in humility and just say, hey, what do you think is that thing that needs to change most about me? Most people will be honest. So that also is a way to grow in that awareness. Now, in the first reading, we hear of how Samuel becomes more aware for the first time in his life. This was the first time in the first reading that Samuel really heard God calling out to him. And because he was not used to distinguishing God's voice from the other voices, he thought that Eli was talking to him. It took him three times before he realized that God was calling out to him. And really, Samuel didn't realize it even after three times. Eli realized after three times that God was speaking to Samuel and helped Samuel to come to that realization. Now, this is important because part of growing in our awareness of what needs to change most in our life is our ability to distinguish God's voice from the voice of Satan, from the evil one. And here's the primary way to tell the difference between God's voice and the evil one's voice. It's the tone of the voice. Someone could say, hey, Father Charlie, how's your day going? And I could be like, it's going awesome. Or I could answer, it's going awesome. I said the exact same word in answer to that question both times. But you know from the tone of my voice that the first time I meant it's really going well. It really is awesome. And the second time I was being sarcastic and indicating that it was not going well. But my tone of voice made a total difference in understanding what the meaning is. The same thing for when we hear that voice in our head that says certain things, right? If you hear a voice that sounds like an accusation, that as you're examining and trying to become aware of what needs to change most in your life right now, you hear a voice that says, oh yeah, you need to give up Dr. Pepper, but it's a hopeless cause. You're never going to give up Dr. Pepper. Don't even bother. In fact, you should probably drink more Dr. Pepper to make yourself feel better about the fact that you can't give up Dr. Pepper. I'll give you a hint. That voice isn't God's voice because it sounds like an accusation. And when you hear it, rather than feeling energized to make a change, you actually feel deflated. You feel like you can't change something in your life that you know needs to change. That is a telltale sign of the enemy's voice because of the accusatory, the condemnatory, the deflating tone that we feel. That indicates the enemy's voice. Now, if it's God's voice, God's voice would say, 
yeah, you need to cut back on Dr. Pepper. You're really drinking too much. It's not so good for you. But you know what? I believe that you can make that change. I believe you can wean yourself off of Dr. Pepper. And you know what? I'm going to help you. I'm going to be by your side as you seek to cut back on the Dr. Pepper. That's God's voice. God does challenge us. God does invite us to change our lives. But God does it in an encouraging way, in a way that makes us believe that the change can happen and that God is going to give us the grace and the help we need to make that change. So as you go through this process of becoming more aware of what change needs to most happen, also become more aware of what voices you hear of the enemy's voice that accusatory deflating or God's voice that is correcting, is challenging, but also is encouraging as well. That distinction is so important for us to make as we seek to make those changes. Now, some concrete things that we have coming up that can help us to make the changes and become more aware of what needs to change in our life is after this Mass, we'll have sign-ups for what's called the Unbound Freedom in Christ Retreat. It's happening at the end of January. Unbound is one of the best retreats, conferences that I know for being able to break through barriers. When there's something that we feel like we hit a brick wall and we want to change but we can't change, go to the Unbound Conference. If you know someone that has been struggling with something and has been having a hard time making that change, invite them to come to the Unbound Freedom in Christ Conference. It's a huge change maker. In my own life, when I attended an Unbound Freedom in Christ priest retreat conference, it helped me to be able to break through certain barriers that I needed to break through in my life as well. So I highly encourage it for helping to make those changes. Also, after Mass, there'll be sign-ups for what we call Discipleship U. Discipleship U is our adult faith formation opportunities. It's a way to grow in knowing more about Scripture, growing more about the spiritual life. So often, when we want to make a change in our lives, we don't know how. Discipleship U is about learning things. So you can learn how can you make changes through studying the Bible. How can you make changes through growing in your prayer life where you might think to yourself, I really don't know if I have much of a prayer life. I don't even know how to really to pray. The classes will teach you about how to growing in that. And we've got all kinds of topics. You could be like, I don't think I really understand the Mass. I want to learn more about the Mass and how to do things with the Mass, etc. So there's all kinds of classes that will help form more in that. And also we have something called Exodus 90 and Fiat 90 that are going on right now that also are ways to help make those changes. So let us remind ourselves we're only a month away from Ash Wednesday, that now is the time to prepare ourselves for Lent by taking that time to accelerate gradually towards Lent rather than gunning it the day before Ash Wednesday. And now's the time to become more aware, to focus on What's that thing that needs to change most in our life? And to grow in the awareness of distinguishing from the voice that is accusatory as the evil one's voice versus God's voice, that's the encouraging voice, and what are those opportunities we can participate in, like Unbound or Discipleship You, to make those changes, to become more aware, and to be prepared for the discipline of Lent.